All right, so boom, check it. It's your girl, Yara Sell, the multipreneur, and I am back with the first episode of 2021. Hi, everybody. Man, it's great to record today. I'm really excited um, about this year. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a good year. I can already tell. But um, the very first part of the year, I was fasting. And so I hadn't done any recordings, but I'm going to commit to coming to you weekly and getting it done and talking about some of the things that you want to talk about. And we're actually going to start today talking about nutrition and weight control and exercise. Um, I talked to some ladies that were in my small group and they were like, let's talk about nutrition and weight control and exercise at the top of the year. Why? Because you know how it is. It's a new year. Everybody now, they, they want to, you know, get into managing their weight and this year. And then last year, COVID, okay. What we all gained weight. Well, a lot of us, some of you did a great job and you got yourself in shape. I was not one of those people. Just want to let you know. But um, so what we did was we came up with uh, some questions and some answers. Um, they came up with some questions. I came up with some answers about nutrition and about weight control and about exercise. So um, I'm going to answer them. And maybe we'll do like a part two next week because I they had a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions when you ask people for stuff they will deliver and then if you have a question and and um just let me know let me know how do you let me know okay you can always email me um at yarasellcobert at gmail.com i'd love to talk to you i'd love to hear from you i'd also love for your support you can um contribute to this channel if you love the content i really appreciate it anything you know i have a friend um, who supports the channel and they support me with a dollar a month. And I'm so grateful um, for any of your contributions. Yes. Yeah, so let's get right into this thing. Okay. So the first question was, are vitamins, minerals, those types of supplements, are they necessary in order to obtain the optimal daily requirements? So my answer for that um, is for the most part, no. If you are eating the proper foods from the basic food groups, you should easily be able to obtain all of the necessary vitamins and minerals. Um, I will say that there are certain ex, uh, exceptions, especially if you are a pregnant woman um, or if you lose large amounts of iron during your menstrual cycle. Maybe you do need to supplement, but um for the most part, no. Now, if you are unable to eat well-balanced meals, then maybe you do require um, vitamin and mineral supplements in your daily diet. But I would say for someone like that, um, what you need to do is plan. You need to plan. Um, and if you are someone who has a schedule that just really doesn't permit or it's just kind of crazy, you know, life, who knows, then maybe a supplement will be good for you. The next question, are complex carbs uh, better than simple carbs? So complex carbohydrate food sources uh, versus simple carbohydrate foods. Okay, so simple carbs, 
Um, the sugars, they provide calories, but little else in the way of nutrients. Um, we like to call them empty calories. Um, on the other hand, the complex carbs are things like beans and peas and nuts and veggies and seeds and whole grain breads. Um, those contain essential nutrients um, in addition to calories because you need ca calories are not good or bad. Just want to let you know that. It's just the amount of calories that you take in and the amount of calories you burn out. It's just a, it's just a, a formula. But um, if you are consuming certain complex carbs, um, uh, if you increase them, like so if you start to eat more of them, that will also help you with your dietary fiber. Um, you can't you can't obtain enough fiber in your body if if you um, if you eat fruits and vegetables and and whole grain uh, breads and cereals. Um, in that case, there's no reason to add fiber to foods that don't already contain it. But um, yeah, you know, be careful of the simple carbs, which are the sugars. They really don't do anything for you. They do taste good, but um, that's about it. <laughs> okay. I've been trying to lose weight. Should I check my weight daily? Mm, okay, so I'll say that people react differently to weigh-ins. So we're going to call them weigh-ins. Um, if you prefer a daily weigh-in, just to check and see how you're doing. And let's say you are you weighing in daily, you're losing weight. What do you think? I mean, you're going to be happy. It's going to keep you motivated. Um to keep trying to do it. Um, so that daily weigh-in is like a reward, you know. But I will say that for some people, the daily weigh-ins, um, they can be difficult, especially if you're not losing weight as quickly. Or let's say you are gaining more muscle, which weighs more than fat. You're losing inches, but not necessarily weight. So then you start to develop that fear of failure. Eh, it may not necessarily be a bad idea. Or it may not necessarily be a good idea to continue to do that. So I'll say, um, you know, it just it just depends. I mean, if you want to weigh in daily, then you do that. Just, you know, you got to wear the same clothes. You got to keep all the, the conditions consistent. I don't think that it's necessary, but... Um, you know, I think it just depends on each individual person um, what they want to do. How does food prep affect caloric value? So the normal um, preparation of foods by cooking or cutting it or freezing it, it doesn't necessarily, um, it doesn't change the caloric content of foods. What changes it is when you start adding sauce or now you fry it, that will increase the number of calories that you consume. So all food is calories. Food Calories are not good or bad. The more you eat, the more calories you consume. Blending foods together doesn't hide the calories or anything like that. You just have to be aware of the, the content, things that you add to it. That will change the caloric value. That was a good question. Um, next question. Can I eat all of my food at one meal instead of spreading it out over three or f three or four meals? I would say no. 
um, what happens is um, you really can upset your body's metabolism and it can cause some um, harmful changes in your blood fats. Um, if you eat all your calories in, in, in one meal, it could, it could possibly stimulate your body to store more of the calories as fat. And so I would say no. I know that there are a lot of people who are intermittent fasting these days, but that may not necessarily work for your body. You know, you just need to pay attention to what happens to you. And when you do these things, everything, every trend or whatever is not necessarily going to work with you. So, you know, when you want to be really careful. I just recently took a test and my cholesterol was high. Will, what, I'm so, I cannot understand this. Will, I think she's saying, if she lowers it, will it help prevent heart disease? We're just going to go with that. <laughs> okay, so this is actually um, something real close to me. Uh, heart disease runs in my family. Um, so I take this serious because I, I take um, a supplement to help me. Um, I take fish oil every day and night because my cholesterol at one particular point in time was high. Um, cholesterol is uh, it's a complex uh, fat-like substance. It's produced by animals and you need it. Um, it's, it's necessary for your cell membranes that plays a real important role um, in the production of uh, sex and adrenal hormones and of your vitamin D. So it's essential um, in repairing your body's tissues. And, and because it's so important when you're maintaining your health, most of the cholesterol um, is made in our body rather than taken in from the foods that we eat. So while it's found in all the tissues, only the cholesterol found in the blood is actually associated with the development of coronary disease. And um, people, you know, go back and forth about whether cholesterol, one, consumes the, the, the number of, or the amount of cholesterol that you consume has the effect on the total amount in the whole body. They go back and forth about it. But, um... So we know that there's two main carriers, um, HDL, which um, is high density lipoproteins and LDL, low density. And cholesterol that's transported by your HDL appears to be health, a healthy form. Um, and it's believed that the HDL picks up um, or scavenges cholesterol from the walls of your arteries and takes it to the liver where it can be broken down. And then um, which will help lower coronary heart disease. Uh, and then cholesterol carried by the LDL is believed to have the opposite effect. And so uh, LDL uh, appears to carry the cholesterol to um, ar the arterial wall and deposit it there. And so what happens then is you get that clogging, which we know what happens when you have the clogging of the arteries, you know, mm-mm. So, um, cause I know heart attacks, they are, they are no joke. So you just got to get your regular exercise in that will significantly raise the HDL, which is the good stuff and lower the LDL. Um, I can't stress that enough. I I'm sucking right now in my aerobic exercise y'all, which is ridiculous, but it's all good. Okay. 
Um, how long should you be on a diet? Mm. This is uh, this is going to be dependent on your goals. You know, um, it's it's important to just to maintain things for an extended period of time. I don't I don't necessarily think this is like um and a, like a real defined answer to this. I feel like um once you are maintaining um a consistent um regimen for uh, a certain time period, I feel like um the consistency is what carries you for the long haul. I think when you do shorter periods of diets, which I'm not even a fan of the word diet anyway. Um, but I think it just really, for a lot of people, they kind of shock their body and they lose a lot of water. And I think that's, you know, it's almost like it's pseudo. It's not real. If you consistently just do things to eat better, you know, consistently go for your walk, consistently go for your run, do a little exercise, you know, just get consistent and maintain it over the long haul. I think it'd be better than um, just doing a seven day fast or something like that, or a seven day diet uh, or whatever the case is. Just make little small changes uh, across the board. I think that is more helpful. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. <laughs> okay. Um, can I change my muscle into fat? Ooh, yes. So let me break that down. So muscle does not change into fat, nor fat into muscle. I don't know where that came from. It is a misconception. If you eat too much and you exercise too little, any calories that, be, that go beyond that, that you need to fill your body with, it's going to be stored as fat. Regardless, um, if you... If the excess calories are from carbs or fats or what protein or whatever, if the muscles are not used, then they're going to weaken. They're going to get smaller, but they don't just swoop and change to fat. So I don't know. Don't believe that. I, I don't know where these uh, fads come from or these ideas, but I've actually seen somebody saying that. Um, all right. Will excess carbs make me fat? Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, once the carbohydrate reserves of your liver and your muscles are filled, any excess carbs is converted to fat. And um, excessive calories, they can be in a form of anything. Like I just told you, protein, fat, carbs, any of that stuff is gonna make you fat. So you have to be really careful. All right, um, let's do two more questions and then we'll do a part two and you guys contact me. I'll love to answer some of your questions as well. Am I going to lose more weight if I am a heavy sweater? Okay. So yeah, you will lose, um, you're going to weigh less because of the fluid loss, but not, um, not because of, of fat tissue. You know, it's, it's not uncommon to lose like two to three pounds due to sweating when you're doing like really vigorous exercise because the fluid will, and it should be replaced shortly after you exercise just cause you're gonna be thirsty, right? But don't be fooled by a sudden drop in your weight because of the water. Um, just make sure that you drink your water, teach your body to be hydrated anyway. Um, and you, if you thirsty, drink, you know? And um, you know, if, if you drink, until your thirst is satisfied, then drink a little more. That's kind of like the rule. But um, 
not it's not a whole like let me sweat more and then it's gonna be a game changer like that um and I know there are people who are gonna disagree because they are big fans of like sweat bags and those kind of things but it's just liquid um and we're gonna take one more is it better to exercise hard for a short amount of time or take it easy and go longer Okay, so for cardiovascular benefits, you need to exercise at about 60% of your maximum pulse rate. Um, If you can handle it, go a little bit harder, 70 to 85%. If you exercise intensely, which you're going to get tired a lot faster, um, um, so like let's say you run a mile and fast I don't know six minutes which I've not been able to do that for a long time but um but at a slower pace um to cover that same um distance right um you're gonna burn about the same number of calories per mile so you know I I'd say people that exercise at heart rates like within their sensitive zone your training sensitive zone for like at least 30 minutes um three to four times a week. Um, so I think it just depends on your, your schedule, really, and what you actually have time to realistically do. Um, it's definitely better to do something for a short amount of time, but it doesn't necessarily like change the game for you as far as the calories you'll burn and stuff like that. Um, so yes. Well, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I have so many more questions. We'll do a part two next Thursday. Um, I love you guys. Share this channel with your friends. Share it with your family. And I'll talk to you soon.